try to imagine what life would be like if you were kinder. Said by a graffiti on the wall. Hey lovers, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Love House. Thank you so much for tuning in and pressing play. I really like this quote that I came across um, somewhere, I think, on Instagram. Maybe one of my friends posted um, this graffiti art, and this is what it said. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) this is the one. Um, It's like, imagine what life would be like if you were kinder, not only to other people, but you know, also to yourself, because I think, like I've always said, it always begins with self, and then you can um, be that for other people, and you can provide that for other people, you know, and that can mean just, you know, taking it easy on yourself, because you're healing, or you're working really hard, or, you know, You've had a rough life, probably. You know, it's just just taking the time to be to nicer to you and to other people. There's another quote that I that I like um, that I was seeing. I think something about the whole world is short staffed, so be kind to the people that show up. Um, which is like, you know, we're all going through it. You know, it's not like we're any of us are immune to what's going on. Um, we're all going through the same thing and different things. So it's just like, just try to be nice. Give out good vibes to people. Be a good person. Um, you know, look look out for everybody. Look out for, look out for, you know, you. You know? Um, some people are like, you know, totally toxic. A lot of the things they do is 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 the the root of it is not really a nice one. So it's like the fruit of it isn't either. If that makes sense, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not really you know that thing. It's not really satisfying in the way that you thought it would be because you know it's not it. But yeah, I just want everybody to try to be nicer, be kinder and more gentle um, to yourself and to others. And, you know, just be respectful. And, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they seem not to care because they're, they're really like hurting inside. So they could give a fuck less about, how anybody else is feeling, you know, it's like, there's so much in pain that they don't give a damn about how their actions are actually affecting you, you know, um, they just, they just don't care, they're like, (laughs) a lot of people, some people, most people, I think, really like that notion of people feeling their pain, and, and, and it's like, mm, how about you heal it so that way you don't want people to feel that way, right? You know, I thought about the notion like slapstick pain. Like I remember I used to slapstick comedy. Like I used to think that, 
I never used to really think it was funny, but sometimes I giggle now, and it's so funny. It is. It gets funny, and I realize. I don't know. Subconsciously, when you felt, when you feel a certain way, you. <laughs> it just feels good when I guess someone else can relate, in one way or another, and, um, I think. I mean, I, it's still probably the least favorite of all the comedy that I love, but I get it now. A lot of things I'm just starting to get, and and I think, like, with me, it's not so much as people feeling my pain, but just to know that I think, Someone else is feeling it. I think it just feels good not to be alone, in a sense. I just think it just feels good not to be alone. And it's like, you know, when when someone writes a song or they create or they draw a piece of art or something happens to where it's like, damn, this dog, you feel me, and then you cry together or you, you feel the pain together and you release it and then you just allow yourself to emerge from it. But if you if you refuse to recognize that it's there, some people don't even, they, fear, they refuse to recognize that they are in pain, which is why it, it, they harm other people. But if you recognize your pain, if you acknowledge it and you look at it, it, it you kind of just look for different ways on how to to make it feel better or um, for it to not hurt anymore. You know, um, there was this guy, I think in Texas, yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Texas, where he was at a bar and getting pissy ass drunk and ended up I think he got into a fight after he left the bar and got hurt really bad and the other person or something like that. He got hurt really bad, I think, like on the pavement or something. And then he ended up suing the establishment and winning five and a half million dollars. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck? How could he win that? And they're like, oh, you know, I guess they were like the bartender should have capped him or whatever. But I didn't I didn't realize that bartenders were responsible for the patrons um, to be like, oh, you know, no more. I didn't realize it was the bartender's responsibility to be a babysitter, I think. But I thought about it and I was like, if I was a bartender and I saw someone, you know, really out of it, I think I would be like, you know what? Um, Do you have someone that we can call for you? You know, out of courtesy, but not out of like, oh, it's my responsibility to look out for these people. It's not, there's like 50,000 people at a bar at a time. Who am I to sit there and be like, oh, this person's too drunk? If if the person can do it, you know, if I can help you, sure. But I don't think it's the bartender's responsibility nor the establishment to sit there and police people on how they drink and and how much they, they drink and how the fuck they get home. It's not, how, how... <laughs> How are you know? How are we responsible for that? It, it doesn't make sense to me. These people are grown, and um, it just sucks that that man really walked away 
with that kind of money from his bullshit mistakes, trying to drink, drink away his pain, whatever he's feeling, right? He's, you know, trying to cope with it in, 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 in that way. And it's like, I don't know what's wrong. You know, what happened? You know, so he just drinks, drinks, drinks. And now he has all this money. And then he he got into another issue because he was drunk in public somewhere. And it's like, bro, like, what the fuck? You know? And it's like he won all this money and he's still not happy. And, you know, and it's just sad, you know? You know, and, you know, but they say, we, we say it all the time, money doesn't mean happiness. And if he doesn't, you know, get to the root of the issue, he's going to continue to be a, a sad drunk. And he's, you know, now that he's rich. And, you know, people have that, have that meme. We have, I've seen that meme floating around. Would you rather be broke and happy or sad and rich? And I'm like, I mean, for sure I'm going to be fucking rich. But if I had to pick from those two options, I would I would want to be happy, you know? I would just want to be happy because that's sad to me that nothing could take nothing. You have all the all this wealth and and nothing could fill that empty hole inside of you forever be sad and and full of sorrow. And I want I would rather I would much rather be happy with with, you know, with less you know, I would much rather be happy with less because I don't need things, you know, things are nice, you know, I like things, but I don't need it, you know, what I need to be is, uh, is feel confident and fulfilled and, and at peace with myself, I don't need to be fighting, fighting demons and, you know, my whole life and refusing to be happy and healed because of, uh, I'm scared of them, you know, or for some reason, it, 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 they, 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 those are your demons. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing for you to be afraid of um, when it comes to your demons. Um, it's just, you know, deal with them. They're not as scary as they seem, you know? Fucking welcome to the dark side. But, <clears throat> you know, it's like feel bad for the man I was thinking about that movie flight with Denzel one of my favorite movies of all time um <clears throat> I could all you know and you know it's just it's such a good movie it is really one of the best films he's ever done and um and um you know he's a drunk but they never you know he he never and he never explains why he started drinking. I started to realize that because I recently just watched it too. And I'm like, why Why does he drink so much just to do it? But I was like, could it be the divorce? But I was like, that's the reason why he got divorced. So it's like, I don't even know why he was drinking. But he started to heal when he started telling the truth about his problem, you know? And I just love how mysterious, how God works. It's beautiful to me. And it's like, you know, like he wouldn't allow him to continue down that path of being this, this drunk or this man that can't stay sober for five seconds because of an issue that he's dealing with. 
And so, you know, you know, God did his thing for, for, you know, for his issue to be exposed. And, you know, he was a damn good pilot, but motherfucker, you had a problem. You could not live life like that. It just wasn't healthy. It just wasn't healthy. And I just feel bad about um, a lot of the stuff that was going on there in that movie. I don't know. I could, you know, I could break things down and, you know, make it make sense, but I don't want to. Just watch it and, you know, wherever you fit in, you fit in. But it's like, God, remember when I was like, God couldn't help you. I said this fucking shit last week or two weeks ago, whenever I did the last podcast. And God can't help you with your lies. And like he was in the courtroom. First thing before he set himself free is God help me. God help me. And, okay, this is what you want. And, you know, that was a prayer that he meant, and God helped him, and he just was able to spill out the truth. It was hard for him to do that, and for a lot of people, the truth can be so scary. You know how they say, you want the truth, you want the truth, but you can't handle the truth. But it's like, let give me that option to handle it, you know? It's better to, to, to just live honestly than to make things up in your mind that's not true you know it just doesn't make sense to live a lie um just doesn't make sense but um yeah man shout out to cat fucking williams dog shout out to cat i had such a good time on friday that night that the show was fucking happening. Oh my god. This man, he's hilarious. Cat Williams is fucking like no seriously. Um <clears throat> so was at the BBNT Center here in um Sunrise, but I'm just like all right, first of all, that was my first time ever doing a comedy show in an arena. And I get it, you know, you have a lots and lots of fans and you know, I guess it's for the, you know, it's for the demand, but it's like, no, I would never do that again. I would never go to a comedy show at an arena again. And you know what's funny is, I actually, I said that was my first one, but it wasn't. I actually went to a comedy show at the Forum before. And it wasn't that bad. But why am I, why do I hate it? Why do I hate it now? How do I hate it? Oh, yeah, because these motherfuckers, I think I got mad because they wouldn't let me bring my bag in, so I had to walk back to the car, and then I had to do, you know, it was just too much. And um, they made me so upset about that. But I I did get to bring my camera in, and um, I got a few shots of, I got some of Lunel and of Kat. Um, but I didn't post anything yet because my fucking brother, um, 
he had a like a video shoot the next day and or two days later and I had my camera there and he had a and he's fucking lucky because I don't let nobody touch my camera but you know it's my brother and I know he needed it but um so he has my SD card because he's getting all his shit off of it and I haven't gotten it back yet so that's why I haven't posted anything yet but I got I got a few dope shots um but Cat Williams is so fucking funny He's like, I don't know, you just got to go see him. He's like preaching and setting people free and making you laugh and just having a silly time. It's just so good. He was all like iced out. Like his jewelry game is nice. Um, Like his Jesus piece, like you could fucking, <laughs> like, come on. It was like ridiculous. Like it was just really nice. And he had like a whole set for us for Florida. I don't know if he tore with that whole bit or whatever, but I don't know. Like that shit made my heart happy. It made all of us happy. Everybody was having a good time. Um, <clears throat> the only thing is the showtime on the tickets at 8 p.m., but this nigga didn't get on stage until about 11. And the lady that I was sitting next to was a Jamaican lady. She was there with her son. She said she was there since 8. So I feel bad for her. Like, she was sitting there that whole time, you know, waiting for Cap. And um, it was just like, I don't know. The arena experience wasn't that terrible, but it was just like that whole shit and me having to go back and forth pissed me off. <clears throat> but truly, I, I pretty much, I, I really prefer the intimate settings when it comes to shit like that. Even with concerts, I like the smaller venues. I prefer smaller venues. Um, I just think it's more more fun, more exclusive, you know? Um, if you got to do more than one show, do more than one fucking show. But um, it was okay. It was okay. Um, you know, shout out to Kat. I didn't even get enough. I didn't even get any pictures that night. And I was looking so cute. But I was sick, so I, I couldn't fight. You know, I didn't feel like really fighting and forcing people to take my fucking photo. But um, I didn't even have any. I didn't even. That's why I didn't really post anything. Because it was just too much going on. And, um, but yeah, man. If you, got a, if you get a chance to go see Cat Williams, fucking do it. It will make your night. Like, he did not disappoint. Like, he was just hilarious. And, um, who else? He had a whole bunch of people on tour with him. Um, but it was fun. I had a good time. I would definitely go see him again if, you know, even at the fucking BB&T Center, which is hilarious. But, um, <clears throat> I had such a good time. Um, shout out to Kat and, and his, everybody else who was out there, um, yeah, everybody else who was out there, but yeah, and then I think they were like zooming in on one of the guy, the guy who was hosting the show on his feet, and I was like, oh, it's, it's like, is it forces, or what they zooming in for, or whatever, but then I was like, oh, 
but then I, I saw my, I, I caught pictures of it, and I was like, oh, it could have been his rainbow socks, because I had on a rainbow shirt, my brother had on a rainbow shirt, and the guy had on a rainbow, it was, it, we didn't plan it, just, you know, we just so happened to have correlated, which I was like, okay, I like when shit like that happens, because it's like, it's just, it's just, I, it's just like, oh, it's meant to be, you know, this was meant to be, because the girl that I was supposed to go to, I think her, um, there was a death, so she couldn't make it, um, so I went with my brother, which was fun, I, I had so much more fun with him than I think I would have with her, um, even though he was annoying to not take pictures for me, but okay, you know, it'd be your own family, dog, it'd be your own family, um, but yeah, anyway, shouts out to that war, uh, World War Three tour, because he did bring it, okay, um, what else is popping, Fat Joe's birthday party, he was talking about it, um, I think he had it in New York, and he just, he had such a good time, and fucking, happy belated Fat Joe, um, but fucking, like, almost everybody was there, Shotzi had on this nice ass, this, it was a nice dress and she looked good in it but I was just like oh my god how could you I don't know I guess she was just comfortable but that was like the talk of the, the night I guess like Ashanti, like Ashanti and her um her pasties <laughs> I'm kidding I know they weren't pasties but motherfucker this girl they might as well been <clears throat> Um, but, um, yeah, that girl been in the gym, so she was just like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm out here stunting, stunting on these hoes and these niggas, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, I don't know who's a shot, who, who she's dated after Nelly. I'm like, is she still fucking on revenge mode for his ass? Um, but it's like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Shouts out to Fat Joe. Like, I saw some footage. It was a good time. It looked like a good time. And they had, you know, the way, you know, he explained it. It was just a good time. And... Mary was there. Shout out to Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Um, shout out to her. I just watched one of her documentaries. I don't know how many she has, but I just saw. <laughs> I just saw one, and it was very interesting and sad. I don't know why I want to cry, but it was just like sad. Some of it. I know why. I know why. Like I don't know. Like my girl, she's been through a lot. And she's such a beautiful woman, and she doesn't deserve the things I feel like that she's been through. And she talks about um, how she was molested as a five-year-old little girl. And that really broke, it stung me, it broke my heart. And it was just like, you know, it really, and I'm just like, it's just so heartbreaking, you know? And... And sickening, and I hate that shit. I, I don't. Every time I hear about stuff like that, it really it breaks me. It, it's like a little piece of me just fucking. 
cracks open or something. It's just like, I don't, it's just, it's just not nice for people to do that, you know? I don't know. She doesn't go into detail about it, but I just, you know, I think about this stuff. I feel like sexual assault is such a fucked up thing. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing that like happens like at your home. You know, like you shouldn't feel like that in your own home where you don't feel protected or you don't feel safe, you know, because these 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 disgusting, unspeakable things are happening to you. And, you know, I think about her mom. I just think about people like my heart would be broken. It would just be fucking broken because people don't respect themselves to do that to a child and you know and she struggles with it to this day because you know she still talks about it and it's just like you know because it's so shocking who who what kind of grown-ass man or you know why would do that to a little girl you know and there's so many beautiful women around but you, you look at a child and take advantage of their innocence and or naivety or whatever you call it. I don't know how to really. And, and you, you do something like that. That's terrible. You know? You know, if, if just things, you know, I just want people to, to do better. You know? I just want people to do better. You know, if sex is happening to you in your home, it should be because you want it. You know, it should be because you're an adult. It should be because you're in a relationship, not because somebody's being a sick perv, or you know, and and molesting you and causing all this damage to your soul and to your heart. Um, <clears throat> and I say this about families because I remember this video of the girl at a family reunion or a funeral or something. She went up to her uncle, whoever the fuck he was to her, and cussed his ass out. Talking about, look, this is what you were doing to little girls, and you was a grown-ass man. She cussed his ass out. And I was like, that's what he gets, because you're nasty. And nobody said anything. And that would hurt me so bad, because it's like, damn, can't nobody have my back on this? I don't know what people were saying, but, you know, like I said, people think it's such a touchy subject. But, you know, come on. It's not right. It's not right. It's inappropriate. And you know it. You know, these, you know, these children, they don't know, you know, they don't fucking know. And, you know, I just pray to God that when I have my kids, I'm able to take care of them and be there for them. And, you know, protect them the best way that I can and hopefully they don't you know I I don't you know hopefully you know stuff like this won't happen to them you know but um you just gotta do your best um but yeah man just yeah just yeah don't do don't be that person. Don't be that guy. 
um, meanwhile, in every fucking ghetto in the States, people out here breaking their fucking necks on these crates, and it's like, damn, and it's like, I, you know, I'll watch it and think it's so funny and then think it's so dumb, I was just like, <clears throat> These motherfuckers look dumb as hell doing this. But then as I'm watching it, I'm like, hold up. I think I could do it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I think I could do this, you know, for half a second. I'm like, hmm, I want to try it. <clears throat> but it's like, no, I, w- I really wouldn't try it. I would do it for like three levels and that's it. And then I'm done. I'm not fucking going up to fucking Venus or some shit and doing it. You know, it has to be, it, has, it would be like <laughs> three levels or some shit, and that's it. Um, but there was a girl who killed it in high heels. Um, there was another fucking, and there was some people who could do it, but uh, most people is fucking falling off them shits and getting hurt bad these people this one guy fucking pushed this lady off talking about she was cheating you know he he went and pushed her off the crate it's like why would you do that and that lady was so hurt and she wasn't even crying I don't know if it's because she was high or what but lady mm-mm. them boys were not nice they were not nice. They gonna push that lady off like that. That was rude. But shout out to the crate challenge. It's very interesting to watch. Fucking Rick Ross posted three seconds of it. He ain't do it for real. He's a liar. You know, because where's the rest of that footage? I need to see it. I'm kidding. But no, I do. I really want to see it. Because he's a liar. He didn't do it for real. He took two steps. And then the video cut off. I'm like, where the fuck is the rest of this video? Um, but yeah, man. Shouts out to the crate challenge. It's a lot of fun. It's dumb as hell, but a lot of fun as well. Um, fucking Donda dropped finally. Um, it took forever. Apparently, Drake and Ye is still beefing, too. Yeah, so everybody was like, oh, it's going to be CLB over um, versus Donda or whatever. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I'm sad. That makes me sad. When, Like I always say, that when two people that I love or, you know, that I, you know, that I fucks with or whatever, beefing or whatever, it breaks my heart. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. But, you know based on the drama of it all, I kind of understand it. And it's like, how do you fix that? You know, how can you fix that? A lot of, you know, how can you fix that? How can you fucking fix it? I mean, I don't even understand the lyric that Drake said. It said 45, 44. Um, Yeah, ain't moving nothing from your set in stone. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. He not moving nothing. Like, I don't know if there's some shit going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but, I mean, obviously, Drake's his own celebrity, his own man. Like, there's, he's right. (laughs) Yeah, he's not moving nothing. So, I don't understand. I mean, if that's what he means, I don't know. But, um, 
the drama breaks my heart because I'm I really love Kanye and I really love Drake. So it's just like um I don't know what the fuck they got going on. I don't know what they got going on. Apparently, um, him and Kim are working on their marriage or something like that because she came out in a wedding dress. So they must have renewed their vows or they're going to work on it. And then Soldier Boy is so pissed off because, but, you know, because I guess he didn't make the album and I heard the little, the cut that he had and I'm like, I could hear why he didn't make it. So I don't understand why he's so upset. It wasn't, it wasn't a good verse, soldier. I know you guys had a talk and this and that, but bitch, I've been on sets and barely made, you know, like, come on. It's part of the, it's part of the fucking game. I don't know if you got paid for, I don't know if people get paid for shit that don't get published in music, but like when you're on set making movies and shit, if you don't make the cut, your your check's still clears. So I don't, <laughs> I mean, you would much rather your work have been seen because, you know, nobody want to work hard for nobody to see it, even if you do get paid. Um, but um, I don't know. He was so upset. He was so upset. Now he's tweeting Kanye, uh, Kim to call him and this and that. Boy, you are an idiot. Kim is not going to call you. And... And you're talking about, oh, that's why Kim is leaving his bipolar ass. And it's like, no. First of all, let me tell y'all something. This whole shit started because of Kim. And I don't want to, you know, I'm just going to tell the truth. This is how I see it, right? Fucking Kanye didn't start spazzing until after that whole shit in France or whatever, that whole fucking robbery or whatever that supposedly happened. Um... But it's like, I hate to tell, call people, I don't know if it was a fraud. I would hate to say that someone would do this. But I feel like, I honestly feel like that was a setup for, a te- like, a cry for attention for Kim. Like, not from us, but from Kanye. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was, you know, probably cheating or probably doing some shit that he's not supposed to be doing, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got something for his ass. And, you know, she sets up this whole thing for his ass, you know, to run to her side, although he already ran to her side earlier that that day or some shit, or that week, flew all the way to Paris from New York just to to help her wear her outfit. And it still wasn't enough for her. I mean, it's never enough. Nobody wants a cheating-ass man. Nobody wants that, you know, at the end of the day. And even if you were a cheater yourself or that girl who, who's been part of that mix of being enabling cheating, you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody really likes that. People like to say that because they want to try to prepare themselves emotionally and mentally, but it, really nobody wants that. Nobody wants a cheater. Nobody wants to be with a cheater. And, you know... Nobody wants to cheat. Well, at least females. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat. But if my man cheat, will I cheat back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what will happen. Going, you know, I don't know what will happen. Um, but it's not about me. But it's like I just feel like that, and I feel like she broke him in that sense of where. 
because he he was it's like he was just there and he wasn't there to protect her and it was just like it fucked up his head it fucked with his mind it fucked with his soul like you know how could this have happened and um I don't know if the robbery was a real thing it was a real thing but I'm telling you this is what I feel um and if they want to get things back together she needs to be honest about that um like the right way like I said God could only <laughs> he only only operates he operates you know from the point of truth um but, you know, God bless them. They're working on it. You know, he's made to look like oh, it's only him. That's why they say two wrongs don't make a right. If he was a cheater, you should have, you know, let him be the only one fucked up about it, you know. Um, but the retaliation of it all was too far. Like I said, some people, they take it too far. And you can't take it back. And it's like, you know, you really didn't think. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did, they're working it out, you know, it's a tough, it's a sticky situation, and he should forgive her, even if, even if it was a setup, it's not like, oh, divorce, divorce, because, you know, it was a cry for help. Or, you know, attention, whatever I said. But, um, you know, good God bless them, you know, because this shit, life is hard. It's hard as fuck. You know what I mean? We, nobody knows what the fuck we doing. We just doing this shit. Every fucking day we doing this shit. You know? Mm, yeah. But anyways, I haven't finished Donda. I made it up to, I think, song number seven. Um, the album is freaking four days long, so I need time to, <laughs> to fucking listen to it. Um, because, yeah, it's really, you know, at least we see why it took so long. This man was working. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's almost, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of music that you got to listen to. So CLB, there's no track list for Certified Lover Boy yet. I haven't seen it, so I don't think it's ready. But he posted the album cover, and it's the, the pregnant lady emoji in, like, every color. And I hope that's not the album cover. I don't like it. I don't want that to be the album cover. I just hope that's promo. But I guess he's giving us baby-making music, which is going to be interesting. Because I love, I love when Drake sings, you know? I like when he gets all, like lovey-dovey like that but I don't I don't like that artwork I don't want that to be the fucking album cover I don't want it you know I just don't want it um fucking Donda is just a black square which I don't think which you might as well have just you know asked me to to shoot something yay I would have done it no, <laughs> no I really would have though call me um but yeah let me get that album cover right but yeah I don't know I don't want this shit to be a whole war thing Kanye versus Drake you know we need to sit down and gain, get a resolution gain a resolution um to everything that is happening 
Um, but I'm excited for Certified Lover Boy. I cannot wait to hear that. Um, but and I gotta finish Donda. There's a lot. What else? Who else got music? I think that's it so far. I think that's it so far. But yeah, man. Anyway. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Get into our Bible verse. We're going to be in Psalm 7 verse 11. And it reads. God is a just judge and God is angry with the wicked every day. And I don't know. I guess he just wants people to know that these fucked up people, they're not getting away with anything. If anybody fucked you over, they're not getting away with it. If anybody treating you, somebody's a bad boss, somebody's a bad, you know, caretaker or a bad teacher or a bad fucking somebody, these people are not getting away with it. You know, so don't feel bad and just know that things will get better. You know, just hang tight. God sees everything and in perfect divine timing, shit's going to pop the fuck off. You heard me? Um, But anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and have a good rest of your week. Bye.